Well, we are finally here. Episode one of On the Attack with Mac. I am so excited to talk to you today. I cannot wait to get this episode in the books. I ain't going to lie. I've been nervous doing this thing on my own, uh, starting to do this thing on my own. And uh, yeah, I've delayed long enough and I need to get this thing done. So the first episode, man, we're going to have some fun today. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself, how long I've been in the business, what a Lightbringer is uh, and how I came up with the term and exactly what the purpose of this podcast is. Why should you even listen? Well, we're going to get into all of that today and I can't wait. I'm so excited to be with you. I'm so excited to be in your pocket right now uh, while you're doing whatever you're doing. We're in the winter season right now, so snow is about to start falling. Your boy right now is doing fall cleanup still, but snow is on the horizon right now as I sit in my office. It's uh, there's some snow flurries going on right now, right today here in Pittsburgh. (laughs) It's 10 degrees. And uh, so I took the day off because it's not snowing. We don't have anything to do. And I figured now is as good a time as any to get this first episode recorded. So let's get into it, man. I'm excited. Let's talk about it today, man. Hey, here we go. Episode one, the light bringer, man. I want to let you know who I am. How long have I been in business And again, why should you even listen to me? We have so many lawn care podcasts out there. Why should you listen to On the Attack with Mac? So let me tell you who I am. My name's Cornell Mac. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's about 12 miles east of Heinz. Well, it's not Heinz Field anymore. Now it's called Ackershore Stadium. So I am a huge Steeler fan. But yeah, we're about 12 miles east of the city of Pittsburgh here in Monroeville. I've been doing lawn care for about seven years years now and I got my start seven years ago I was working two full-time jobs taking care of people uh watching motivational videos and Keith Kaufis somehow popped up he was giving out some prices I've told this story time and time again I mean I guess I should probably tell it on my own podcast now but he was giving out prices the long and short of it is I was looking out of a window at the house across the street from the house I was working in. I was working in group homes at the time. He just happened to be giving out prices of uh, a job he was going to do, like a little fall cleanup with a mulch installation, uh, that the house looked eerily similar to the one I was looking at, uh, even though he's in Michigan and I'm here in Pittsburgh. So I'm looking at the video. Uh, he basically went around. He was like, it's going to be three yards of mulch, $300 or so, two yards of mulch, something like that. I can't remember. But all of the prices and everything, and then... Basically, at the end of this three-minute video, $245 in 45 minutes, and he wasn't even going to be there doing the job. Two of his employees were going to be doing it. And I just thought to myself, what am I doing wrong here? This guy's in Michigan. He's about to make $245 in 45 minutes. He ain't even there. Meanwhile, I'm working a 16-hour double at my second full-time job, and I'm only making $13 an hour, and after taxes, that's going to be like $126 take-home pay for 16 hours of my life. I was like, this has got, so I, 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 if this dude is doing it, I can do it. Like, this is crazy. So I immediately just rewatched the video. I probably watched that video on that shift, I don't know, 50 times. I just kept rewatching it and rewatching it, and I could not fathom in my head how someone could make $245 in 45 minutes. 
my mind was just like broken. I don't know. Have you ever experienced that? Let me know at Mac underscore landscaping 412 on Instagram. Let me know if you've ever felt like that, man, when you hear this. But my mind was just literally broke. I could not wrap it around in my brain how that was even possible. But that's because I was an employee. You know, his whole thing was the employee trap. And I was definitely trapped in that employee mindset. So what that video did was really spoke to me. It was like, yo, here is a path for you to get to where your promised land is. This guy just told you how to do it. All you got to do is go do something now. So I just basically binged Keith's videos for the next week or so. And one day we had a rough day at work and uh, I just came home like, you know what? I think I'm just going to start a grass cutting business. That's what I called it. I I talked to my wife about it thinking, you know, she's going to be like, no, that's not going to work, whatever. But she didn't. I I literally have a video on YouTube. If you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend you go check it out. Mac Landscaping and Lawn Care is my YouTube channel. Go check that video out. It has 160,000 views. It really tells this story a lot better than I'm probably telling it right now. And there's some cool music on it. But basically, I told my wife that I wanted to start this lawn care business and I wanted to uh, trade my car in. I had a Nissan Maxima 2007. This thing was rusted on the bottom. (laughs) It was falling apart, but I didn't take very good care of it because I couldn't afford to. I bought this nice car, you know, at the time making $10 an hour working two full-time jobs. This was crazy. Like in 2005, I bought, or 2006, I bought a 2007 car making $10 an hour and $9 an hour at another job. It was absolute insanity, but I didn't have, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I, I was learning on the fly. It is what it is. But the car was now about a hundred thousand miles on it. And I wouldn't say falling apart, but there was definitely some work that needed to be done. Uh, she says to me, why don't you sell your car on your own instead of trading it in? Cause you're not going to get anything for the car. You know, like $500 or something. That ain't worth it. And I was just like, at first, my like my ego took over. I thought that she was like telling me it wouldn't work. But after I sat and thought about it for a second, I, she was totally right. And, then, you know, a lot of times I don't listen off the rip. You know, my wife will tell me something and it'll be the right thing to do. But by, I, I wouldn't say ego, I, I, my impulsive nature because I got ADHD and I just got to go and make it happen right now, and I got to have that shiny thing, whatever. But every time I listen to her, I make a better decision, which is why she's my wife. That's why, yeah, but we'll get into that on another episode. Anyway, we, uh, um, I, I end up selling my car two days after that conversation. So to her credit, and she didn't, like, shoot the dream down. What she did was pour gasoline on a spark that was already there, which turned it into a raging inferno because... My wife believes in me and I I already believe in myself, but you know, my wife believes in me. And now two people believing in something really makes it powerful. If my wife gives me the okay to do this, then now I know I can fail and I'm not going to fail because she believed in me. Now I really ain't going to fail. Like, I hope that makes sense to you because when someone believes in, in you more than you're believing yourself, that's exactly what a light bringer is. That's the literal definition that I have in my mind for it. Someone that helps you believe in yourself more than you believed in yourself. Like someone who sees the vision like you do. And they sometimes they even see it a little clearer. They help you to even make it more clear. 
And that's exactly what she did. She was just like, look, sell your car. Boom. Two days later, your boy sold the car. $2,000. Done. Car's out my life. But now I got to get a truck because I'm like, all I need is a truck. And I don't know nothing about trucks at the time. I swear I don't. I don't know anything about payload, towing capacity, you know, crew cab or quad cab or single cab. None of that. I didn't know anything, right? But I found a little Nissan Frontier very quickly. It's like 13 grand. And I immediately seen that car on a Friday. On a Saturday, I went and got it. It was a truck. I can't remember. It had like 70,000 miles on it. It was also a 2007. This was a major mistake. I, I just want you to know that because you cannot, you can start with that, but you will outgrow a Nissan Frontier when you're super serious like I was. Like I'm a straight killer. Like I want to win, 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 win. And so when I got that truck, I was like, I almost grew, I almost grew out of it like immediately. Like the second that I got a zero turn lawnmower, that truck really was, it was almost obsolete because I couldn't do anything else with it. And the four wheel drive was messed up. I couldn't afford to get it fixed. So there's a whole story in there, but I bought that truck and I didn't have a car payment. And now I have a truck payment, even though it was only $286 a month, which really wasn't nothing in the grand scheme of things, but I didn't have that car payment prior. And now I do. The next day I go to playing a flag football tournament. It is also Father's Day. This is a 2016, I believe. So it's also Father's Day. The very next day, I'm playing the flag football tournament, the first drive of the very first game. I'm throwing dimes, boom, boom, boom. I'm running the ball like Michael Vick. This one particular play, I shake the rusher, I take off, I run this league. In particular, you can run as a quarterback. Most leagues I play in, the quarterback's not allowed to run. But this one, you can. So I take off and run. I'm running like Barry Sanders mixed with Michael Vick. Boom, boom, boom. I shake this guy. I'm on the other side of the field. I shake this other guy. I'm on, I'm in the middle of the field. I shake this guy. There's one more dude. If I make him miss, I can score a touchdown or I can just run out of bounds. Well, I just give him a little fake move, and he ended up falling. He ended up falling on the ground. He slipped or something. My mind tells me just run out of bounds, but my brain say, I mean, my brain tells me just run out of, out of bounds, but my heart is like, now you can get the touchdown. Dude's on the ground. This is really going to be a highlight. <laughs> Put my right foot down and bam, break my foot. Now, my wife hasn't even got to the stadium yet. All right. We're playing in a little high school stadium. She hasn't even, she's just walking in, but she doesn't see the play actually happen. So the whole tournament stopped because I'm like, uh, I ain't tooting my own horn, but in that particular league that I played in, I was like a very prominent, one of the best quarterbacks and, you know, everyone you know, I was cool with everyone. So the whole tournament literally stopped and everyone came around me. It was really awesome to have that amount of support from all of the different people that play in my flag football community like we have in our lawn care community. It's really a dope environment there just like it is in our community. So, the you know, they all came around me to make sure I was okay. Now the, the thing's going back on and I'm over on the sideline sitting on the bench Alone while my team, this is a draft tournament too, by the way. So I didn't even know any of the people that was on my team, maybe like one or two. Uh, but now they're playing without me and I'm sitting on the bench in my mind like, hold on a second. I got to go to work and now I can't work. My regular jobs, I don't even, the hell with lawn care that I just bought the truck for the, the previous day. That's irrelevant. I can't even go to my regular two full-time jobs, which pays for my entire life. Now what do I do? I mean, I got health insurance and everything, whatever, boom. So 
long story short is my my insurance took care of it. I had some other stuff that happened and uh, we ended up being able to get through actually even a little bit better than before I got hurt. It was weird like how God was working in mysterious ways to help me realize this dream of creating a lawn care business, which now has led to social media, podcasting and doing all of this stuff. And you actually hearing my voice here. It all started with this one particular weekend, which is wild to me. Uh, a Father's Day weekend in 2016. So anyway, that brought all of this stuff to life. So now I'm sitting on the bench. My wife is walking in. She comes over to me and she's like, hey, what's going on? Like, really, basically, she's asking how the games are going. She didn't know anything had happened to me. And I'm sitting here with sunglasses on and a hat and tears are running down my face because I'm like, I'm a, I'm, I'm a grown man. I'm the king of my house. Like, I'm the one who I got to make things happen in my house for my family. And how can I do that? I can't walk. And, and my job requires me to be able to walk. And now I can't do that. And I got to tell this woman who has no idea. I'm playing a recreational sport. She don't even know I'm hurt right now. Now I got to tell my wife. And what's this going to do to her? Like, she's going to be thinking all of these different things, too, because the security. Like, we got to be able to secure our home, man. And a lot of that has to do with financial responsibility. And now, what do we do when I can't work? So, huh. All of this stuff was going through my head. It was a crazy, crazy, crazy experience. But like I said, some things happened for us where some money came in and, you know, what I mean, boom, uh, everything worked out. And eventually I was able two days later with a broken foot to be doing my first landscape job. All right. So I go to the hospital, get a walking boot, whatever. Boom. Two days later. I've, I put some stuff up on Facebook and a couple people reached out who happened to be my friends. One guy says, uh, you know, I got these weeds. Boom. I, uh, can you cut them down? Whatever. I'm like, yeah, sure. This is sight unseen, too, by the way. I didn't even know what he was talking about. All right. Now, I'm going to tell you about this first job. Oh, my gosh. This first job. If you haven't seen the video, you're in for a treat. And after you listen to this, go watch the video, man. I hope that video really helps some people out here. But anyway, listen. The second job was just mowing the yard for another friend. So the first job, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. He says, you know, trim down some weeds. All I got is a Ryobi handheld trimmer. And, um, you know, I don't even know if I had a blower at the time. I might have had like a Troy built handheld blower. That's super Lowe's edition, you know what I mean? Whatever. And that was it. I, I, don't, I don't think I had a lawnmower yet. Or I might have had a lawnmower for my house, but we didn't even need it for this. There was like some steps you had to go down and it was levels, different levels with mulch bids and everything. The weeds were in the mulch bids. Now we get there. These, these ain't weeds, bro. They're trees. I mean, they're probably an inch thick at the base. And I got a Ryobi like homeowner edition with a curved shaft trimmer. That's it. I don't have no Echo or no steel or Shindao or no no big equipment. I don't have a brush cutter or none of that. But this is my first job. And I got a walking boot on with contractor bags around this mug. Like, I'm out here. And it's the end of June. I forget. Obviously, Father's Day is like mid to late or like right past the midpoint in June. And so we're like at the end of June on like the 25th or something of, of June. It is like 93 degrees outside right now. I'm sweating my life away. My leg is losing uh <laughs> my leg is losing more weight than me cuz it got a it's basically got a sauna suit around it with a cast on. So my leg is just 
drenched. This damn bag is filling up. And <laughs> I would say it's getting heavy. Like it's like a swimming pool inside this contractor bag. Two thick, thick contractor bags around this boot. Now, we're in here mowing, or not mowing, like trimming these things down the best that we can. Like it's a real, real, real hack job, I swear to you. Not knowing, not knowing that there is, my man has a pit bull. And it's been pooping all through this forest. I mean, this is a forest. I ain't lying. These are like redwoods. If you ever seen the redwood out in California, the redwoods, that's how these weeds were. They were, I'm 5'8". My brother's 5'6". The weeds were like almost to his chin. And <laughs> they were up to, you know, past my chest. I mean, these were enormous. It was crazy and it was so hot. And now there's dog poop, which we did not account for. So basically... It took, I know this is a crazy story, but me and my little brother, we took care of that. And then we drove, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes to another house and we and we cut the grass, whatever. After it was all said and done, that whole experience took us about three hours total, okay? And I charged 190 for the poop-infested redwood forest of weeds to cut all of that down with the Kershaw or IOB trimmer. I do not recommend that. I mean, maybe you're a homeowner. If you're a homeowner, hey, man, do your thing. But if you are a contractor, do not. If you have one of those, the faster you can get out of it, the better. Uh, but I ain't judging because that's where we all start, right? So if you got that, use it. And that's what I did. But it, it it took us about three hours, all right? So boom, at the end of the day, we charged 190 for that. And I think it was 60 for uh, the yard. He had offered to give me 80, uh, but he had 60 in cash. And I was like, bro, it don't even matter. Thank you. I appreciate the 60. In my mind, I was like, yo, I made over a dollar a minute. I made like a dollar and six cent a minute or something like that. I don't know. You do the math with 60. Well, no, 60 and 60. It took us 57 minutes. So you do the math. Divide 60 by 57 and you tell me <laughs> how much we got paid. I know the man our rate was not what it should have been and all of that, being that it took me and him an hour. But we were using push mowers and this is the first day of the first job with a walking boot on. So spare me. We've all been there. <laughs> but now, listen, I paid my brother $20 an hour, so he made 60 bucks. This is also seven years ago. So, again, don't judge me, all right? Uh, people were getting paid like 11 or 12 bucks an hour back then. Uh, but so I gave him 20 bucks, and he was thrilled, you know? And at the end of the day, I went, I went home with 190 and I was like, yes. This is going to work. It was crazy. I was literally, you got to watch the YouTube video. You got to watch the YouTube video. But I literally was holding back tears as I'm playing motivational things in my head, like videos that I've heard, I don't know, hundreds of times, like, you know, you can do it and believe in yourself and, and dreams and, you know, you can do it for your family and you can make this happen. And all of this stuff, I could see it like coming to life. I could see it coming to life right as I was driving the car and I, I could just feel it in my heart, in my head, in my soul. Like this is, this is going to work. And I, I was literally, I was literally, I'm, shit, I'm holding back tears right now just telling the story because it was so real and vivid. Like it was so real that like anything is possible for me. I thought that the only way that anything was possible was to be a millionaire through playing sports or being an entertainer or something like that. I didn't know that you could just be exceedingly and abundantly blessed by having a lawn care business or being a plumber or an electrician or something like that. I had no idea. I just didn't know. And when you don't know, you don't know. 
So as I'm in the car, I'm on my way back to the crib. I'm like, I got to drop my brother off because I just want to break down. I want to scream so loud. Like, this is going to work. That's how I felt in my heart. So I dropped my brother off. And now I'm on my way home. Like, I can't wait to talk to my wife. I cannot wait because when I told her that I was going to start a business, and she told me, sell my car, and then I sold it two days later, and I didn't know it was going to feel like this, man. I didn't know it was going to make me feel like I was f- almost cussed, but like I was invincible. For the f- I felt like this when I was a little boy. When I was six, seven years old, I felt like, yeah, I could do anything. I could... I'm going to have a house for my mom and my my dad, and I'm going to play basketball or football in front of millions of people every week, and we're going to have this great life. And then life happens, and you grow up and realize that shit ain't possible, or at least you think, because what you thought is misguided. It's a dream then, but to make that dream a reality sometimes, you can't do that, but you can morph the same dream And just use it somewhere else. And that's what I'm doing now. That's what I felt in the moment as I'm driving back. Like, I thought that I was going to be a basketball player or a football player, athlete of something, some sort. It turns out I'm going to be a lawn care provider. Who knew? And who knew it would give me this much joy? It would make me this happy. And I'm thinking all of this stuff in my brain as I'm on my way home to talk to the woman of my dreams who I promised. This investment, you loving me. And your life that we've created together is going to pay off like an investment, not because we're in like an investment, like monetary wise, like, nah, the life that we want to have, which is go on vacations now and then bless children, bless the people who are around us, live a happy life, food in the refrigerator, be able to eat out at a restaurant every now and then. And this is not materialistic things. I'm talking about live life. Enjoy living life. Don't just survive. For generations, my, people in my family have been surviving. And this was the first time I seen something that was like, yo, I've been living my life surviving for the last 20 years. From age 18 to age 33, I was surviving every day, dodging a repo man and all of that. And I could see all of that shit going away. In the car, and I'm hold, that's why I'm holding back tears. Trying not to become super emotional in front of my brother. Right? But I walk in the house. My, my wife is like, I, I, I think I remember this now. She was already cooking something, but while whatever was on the stove was cooking, she was like dusting this plant that was in the left-hand corner, which is the same corner as the front door of my house, just at the other end of the room. And I walk in, and I see her. I see her, man. Like She's just doing mom-slash-wife, traditional wife-type stuff. And my wife got a career and everything. Like She's awesome in every single way that you could think of. But I just really wanted to make her, like, make her right on, this is a bet. It's a gamble, bro. When you meet someone that you, you don't really, like, you don't know, you don't know how people going to react. Now, we've been together a very long time. You know, she she knows me. But she don't know that this is ever going to pay off. And I just, and neither do I at this point until I'm in that car on the way back from those first two jobs. That's when I knew it took so long to figure out what it was going to be. 
But the second that we did those two jobs, when I walked in, all of the rush of emotions, like, nah, I, now I, I'm going to make good on what I promised you. I'm going to make good on it. Our life is going to be great now. I figured it out. This was the first job. I figured it out. I, as soon as I walked in, I seen her. I turned to her. <sighs> I put my arms out like old girl on the Titanic. At the front of the Titanic, when she puts her arms out on that boat. And I looked right at my wife and said, this is going to work. And tears are streaming down my face. This is going to work. This is going to work. I know it is. I know this is going to work more than anything I've ever known in my fucking life. This is going to work. This is how we get to the life that I always dreamed of. And it's not because I want to be a grass cutter for the rest of my life. This has helped me to open my brain up to the possibilities of every other thing that's possible out there. That's what the whole purpose of this podcast on the attack with Mac is going to be about. To help you feel that same joy that I felt. Because we should feel this every single day when we wake up. Be happy to do the thing that you're doing. Even if you don't like it. Because we woke up. We woke up. In search of whatever our win is in life. That's what I do every day now. I encourage you to try and find that same thing. Because the joy in my life when I felt like, man, when I came home and I seen her and I smelled the food that she was cooking that day and I was like, man, she does so much and I feel like I do so little, I swear. But it's like, man, I just wanted, I just wanted to make her proud if that makes sense. Like I wanted to make her feel proud of the decision that she made. I don't know if you can relate with that, man. If you got someone who's dependent on you, they can't even control what you do. You just got to want it. You got to want it for them. Like for them. They're the reason why you want it. That's what she is. That's what she is. And and that's what I felt in that moment. I came home like, yo, I just want you're the reason why I want to succeed. You're the reason. Like it's the it's what I want to for us to have. And again, not material things. Like this life. I want kids to be excited to come to my house. Like they know that dreams can be dreams because the the light that's there, because the people who are here. Our imaginations are awake, alive. We believe in the possibilities that are that are out here for all of us, for you, for me, for the person next to you, for the person behind you or in front of you. All of the great, great opportunities that are out here for us to have if we would just believe in ourselves. Well, when I believed in myself, after seeing that Keith Kalfas video, he made me believe because I knew he was just a regular human. He's my friend now. We had this conversation. It's wild. But like he inspired me to get into the business. I get into the business now. We talk all the time. But it's like I seen someone who was doing it. Who who sounded similar. It's like I just if he could do it, then I could do it. Now, let me just go try. Because you can't just have faith in yourself without doing some work. There's that's even in the Bible. Faith without works is dead. So you you get inspired by someone. You can get educated by someone. You need to be motivated to do something, though, with those two things. 
Inspiration and education is nothing if you ain't motivated to get something done. What's the motivation? The why behind something. Like my wives, my kids, my wife, what I want them to have in the future when I'm gone, the legacy that I would like to leave for them. And it's not about a business. I want to, my legacy will be the mindset. I want mindsets because mindsets, you could give away a mindset for free. If someone's willing to accept it, that's how I feel. So yeah, listen, at the end of the day, she, she, she believed in me and when we did that job, I believed in me too. Like, I really believed then. Like, when I came in, I put my arms out. Like, I ain't believed before we went there. I ain't believed. I believed, but I ain't believe believe. If you could understand what I'm saying. Like, I knew I, I could do this, but I just didn't believe people would want me to do it. Are people going to reach out? Can I actually get this done? But, man... Things have really, really went wild. I mean, things have went kind of crazy, and it's it's all for for great things. Like I think differently than I used to. Seven years ago, man, I was woe is me. I was you. This person helped me back. My parents didn't help me enough. Maybe grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, whatever situations, circumstances, all stuff holding me back. To in seven, I say short years. It was like mental mental awakening happened day by day, job by job, uh, adversity by adversity. It's crazy, like it's it's just really crazy like how it started from like me doing sports trying to like be perfect in that and then morphing it into trying to do the same things, be perfect, be regimented, uh practice uh repetition 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 muscle memory muscle memory muscle memory. it's the same thing and like i ain't realized that until i started to do this stuff on a regular basis like all of the time so as i'm driving home like i said and then i see my wife and it was like all of this rush of emotion all hit me at the same time to where it's like now this is it like this is it this is what it's gonna be so listen, I know I went long, but the purpose of the podcast, this podcast is to help you reach your dreams through sharing my experiences, the things that I've learned so that you can use it how you see fit to help you win in life. That's the goal, like to help you win in life. And I don't know what your goal is. My goal was to simply be able to pay my bills. Like I said, go on vacations uh, bless the people who are around me. Have fun doing what I'm doing. Be excited to wake up and go to work. Rather than rather than sit around and be pissed off and mad at what I can't do because someone else is in control of that. Like your boss, your supervisor, your manager, whoever the case may be, if you're just an employee, there's a there's a ceiling above where you can get. At every level, you can even move up, move up, move up. But there's not really a ceiling when you own your own business and you're the owner. The ceiling is whatever you create, wherever your imagination uh, limits you or lets you go to. My imagination is open and flowing to do every other thing, like whatever it may be. And I just want to help people uh, to get that. So that's what the main goal is. 
help you win in life, whatever your winning life is. If it's to grow a business, awesome. I'm going to have some people on here that are growing businesses that will uh, help you to have phenomenal information to help you grow your business. If you want to have a million dollar business, if you want to have a $500,000 business, if you want to just make 250000 and you want to stay solo, all of those things, I'm going to talk to all kinds of people because that's the best way I feel like we can all learn. I mean, how much we all know route density now. Now we all know a little bit of marketing and everything. We need to get more of the mindsets behind people, why they think the way they think so that you can adopt if you need to. Whatever they're doing, you can adopt it and apply it to your game the same way a Kobe Bryant would adopt Michael Jordan stuff and Dirk Nowitzki stuff. And you'd use all of these different people and you melt that melting pot together to this great stew so that you can be a great steward of your business and the things that come with that, all of the things that are good that come with it. And you can then apply any of the negative things that you might hear some stuff on your road to where you're trying to go that you didn't know you were going to encounter, but because you heard this person talk about it or that person talk about it, you're at least aware that this is something you need to be thinking about. So that's what this whole uh, On the Attack with Mac podcast is going to be about. I hope that it inspires you. I hope that it motivates you. I hope that we do some education. We're going to laugh. We might cry sometimes. I know I'm an emotional guy, but we're going to have fun most of all because winning in life is fun. And that's another reason for this podcast. It is no fun winning by yourself. I heard Andy Frischella say that. It's no fun winning by yourself. It's very, very lonely. That's why I like going to all of the social events and everything, because light bringers are there. Light bringers. Now, let me tell you what a light bringer is. I know I mentioned it earlier. But now that we're here, let me tell you a little bit about the term light bringer. Um, like I said, I don't know if I'm the person that coined the phrase or term light bringer, but that's what I call people in my life that help me see myself better than I actually am at that particular moment. So a light bringer is someone who helps you to see yourself better than you are. I got that from not light bringer, but that phrase, which is kind of like, in my opinion, the definition of this, because the people in my life, they either were there when I needed them to be positive in my life, when anything could have happened, I could have went another way, or they just gave me information that eventually helped me to start to win in my life. And we all, only all we need sometimes is just a couple little small wins to start that avalanche to where you're winning in almost everything that you do. And even if you happen to lose, you don't really lose, you still win because you get to learn. And that is like a mentality shift that people, I, would, I think that a lot of people need to have is like, we're not failing, we're winning, but we're seeing it the wrong way. So if you fail at something, it's basically like, that's your way to learn that you need to change something. And then when you win in life, it's like, yes, I'm excited. Now let me think, I, how else can I win? You know, so that's the whole thing. Light bringers help you see yourself better than you are. They're a person who inspires you, man. They want you. They help you be positive. They're helpful. They encourage you. They are motivating to you. They help to educate you. They just bring you happiness and joy and love. They build you up when you're down, man. They tell you the truth instead of enabling you. 
And they help you to win in life because all of those things, those positive emotions and then being told the truth when you would love to be enabled. It's easy to go to talk to people who ain't doing nothing and they're going to tell you what they what you want to hear because they don't really want to upset you because you're probably someone who's doing something positive in their life and they don't really want. So they just going to enable you where, where a light bringer is going to be like, nah, this is something you need to hear. Right. That's why my wife is a light bringer for me, because she tells me things I need to hear, even when I know it's tough for her to do because I'm a stubborn ass idiot most of the time. But that's why she's a light bringer for me. She keeps me grounded. Right. So light bringers encourage you, man. And that's what I want to do. That's what I know most of the people who are in our industry, uh, they want to do. And so if you have some light bringers, man, I encourage you to reach out to them. Let them know who they are in your life because there's some people who are out there. They're light bringers in people's lives. They don't even know it. In fact, they may need a light bringer in their life to just let them know that they are one. People in our people just in general in the world are so special. Like because God created them just like he created you and he created me. And there's so many people I believe who are out here that are doing great things for people that they don't even understand. Some like, for instance, Michael Jordan, I'm sure he knows there's a lot of people that look up to him, but there's so many people and other professional athletes and other positive people who are, have some sort of celebrity status or fame in the world and are doing uh, whatever, inspiring just by doing them, by just being who they are. Like Michael Jordan, the, I wanted all every every single pair of the shoes that he has ever created that are his signature shoe. All I, I don't know how many there are now. I don't really buy them anymore. But as a child, he inspired me. It wasn't because of commercials, or I'm sure that probably had something to do with it. it was us getting to see him so much. But it was really just his basketball excellence. Because I loved basketball and I wanted to be like the greatest player who ever played. So many other kids did too. So was he a light? He was a light bringer in my life because he let me imagine that things were even possible. I want to be, I want to be like Mike. Like that was crazy. He gave so many kids why, you know, his brand is what it is. is because he inspired so many people just by doing him. So you can be a light bringer just by your everyday life and how you move and how you operate could be something that's positive. Light bringers are also positive. Let me make that clear. To be a light bringer has to be something positive. It can't be some negative stuff. It can't be some hating it, some hating stuff. I almost cussed the game right there, but I didn't. Light bringers, they bring positive energy and they lift you up when you're down. They bring you in when you're out. Like they're here to see you and help you to win in life because all light bringers understand one thing. Zig Ziglar said it. If you help enough people get what they want, you can have everything that you want. So light bringers, it just inherently happens. It's not that they're even seeking it. They're not even, they're not doing it for any other reason than to help you. Because they're genuine, real people. Now, a lot of the people who are light bringers, they might have a nice life and they might have a lot of opportunities coming their way because they're out there helping people in a genuine way. 
So again, light bringers, there's so many different. If that's that's the thing I would like for you to do. If you mess with me and you're part of the LBC, we even have the light bringers crew. My man uh Nathan LaFontaine, shout out to him. Lawn Vibes. He made me a Lightbringer shirt, me and my boy Cedric from the Lawn Care Power Moves podcast, my co-host over there at the other podcast, right? But Lightbringers, man, go out there and let some people know. But hey, if this is another person who's a quote-unquote social media influencer, DM them. Let them know. Hey, Mac, Mac told me hit you up, man. Hey, listen, I wanted to let you know you was a Lightbringer in my life. And I hope that you have a wonderful day. I hope that I wish nothing but more good fortune and prosperity upon you, brother or sister, whoever the whoever they are. You know, let them know that they're special. Let them know that they mean something to you. Let them know that they inspired you. Let them know that they helped you to see yourself better than you are by just being them, by just doing their thing. Whatever that thing is, if it's impressive to you, like Michael Jordan was impressive to me or Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, Sidney Crosby, Wayne Gretzky, uh, Barry Bonds. I don't care if he took steroids, everyone did. All right? He's still the greatest baseball player ever. Don't give me Babe Ruth. Get out of here with that nonsense. All right? Played a thousand years ago. But anyway, light bringers, man. That's what they are. Go tell someone who has helped you to see yourself better than they are. I'll tell you a few people who are light bringers in my life. Number one, first and foremost, my Lord. And Savior, Jesus Christ, he's the best. He is the bringer of light. He is, he, he gives me the words I even say out of my mouth. Right now to you, came from him. Not from me, from him. All right, that's the number one. Number two, my wife, without saying. Three, four, my mom and my dad. All right, well, I guess they're both three. All right, number four, my grandma Juliet. All right, but number five, the person who is actually the reason I call people light bringers is my uncle Gary. He's no longer with me. Uh, he's no longer with us, I should say. But he had a smile that would light up the room. And when my pops went to prison, <laughs> I know I forgot to mention that. Can't, I grew up in a single uh, mother household. Pops was in jail, whatever. But when my pops went to prison, my uncle was right there. He just came to my basketball games. He would always call me to tell me how much he loved me, how great he thought I was. My crossover was like Allen Iverson, he would say. I could shoot the ball like Steph Curry, but even though Steph Curry didn't play back then, he would say other people like Sharif, not Sharif, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf or, you know, Mark Price or someone like that. So Allen Houston, who was one of my favorite players, he would say that. He is the whole reason that I even feel this way about people. So I guess I shouldn't have probably put them in no order just – because there, there's not really an order except for the order of one, you know, but, and then my wife. But yeah, man, that's like light bringers. You got to tell people what they mean to you in your life because we only have so much time on this earth to get done what we need to get done. And so we, know, we shouldn't waste it. And we should allow for people to know what they meant to us while they're here. We shouldn't wait till funerals, man. We should tell them now. Let them know what they are, man. Let them know that they bright light to your life, man. So I hope that you enjoyed today's uh, podcast, the first ever episode of On the Attack with Mac. I hope that you know a little bit about who I am because uh, one of the biggest things that really helped to change uh, my mindset, my mentality was a lot of the people 
um, that I would listen to, not in the lawn care industry, but more so in the personal development uh, industry. Jim Rohn uh, being my personal favorite. Um, then there's guys like Eric Thomas and Tony Robbins, and Inky Johnson and Brian Tracy, um, Bob Proctor, Zig Ziglar, Les Brown. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. My personal favorite is Jim Rohn. I've learned so much just about changing my mentality. Let me also not forget to mention uh, Miss Dolores Cannon. Um, she is a hypnotherapist or something like that. But I really enjoy listening to her mindset. So these are some people that you can listen to. A lot of the things that I feel deep down in my heart, I've learned how to like get it out through listening to them and how they deliver speeches and everything like that. So I would highly encourage you to go listen. There's some, they are some huge light bringers in the world, not just in our, not in our community, even, just in the world community to help people to understand and realize that they can live their dreams. That, I think that's one of the best gifts that you can give to someone is to help them to realize what they can do, like help them to realize that what they can accomplish, how their dreams can be manifested through them and only through them. No one else is going to make your dream happen for you. And these people who I've listened to help me to understand that, that you're not supposed to. I, I knew this already. A lot of times we know things. We're just afraid to admit it, even to ourselves. And I knew these things. But they helped me to like iron it home that it not only was it, it's okay to believe that you, it's not conceited. It's not a bad thing to be confident that you can get something done because it was given to you to get done. The thought was put into your brain, if it's a positive one, so that you could go and accomplish it. I truly believe that Jim Rohn um, said one time that he heard a statement, and I'm going to say it to you he heard it from a millionaire friend i ain't even a millionaire so i really want to give this to you to let you know exactly like this is how i operate all right and i'm not going to tell you this is the phrase i'm not going to insult you by telling you what to think but i want to help you by telling you how and showing you why i think the way i do because the answers for you in your life are going to come from your own experiences and where you want to go. I can't create that for you. That's for you to decide. I only want to be an advocate to you reaching your dreams, whatever they may be. If it's having a million dollar business, amazing. I cannot wait to celebrate that with you and celebrate your win with you because it's a beautiful thing. If you if and when you create that dream and then you go out and you go climb that mountain and you reach that summit, I want to be there with you. <laughs> I just personally ain't going to climb the million dollar business summit, but I want to see the picture, man. And I'm going to like that thing a whole bunch of times and leave a bunch of dope comments when you get there and you post that picture because it's going to be a beautiful thing, right? And that's what this is all about. If it's just to leave your job and to have your own business and something that you want to give as a legacy to someone else, or you just want to grow a business to sell it, or you want to grow a business so that you can, or start a business so that you can live the life that you want to live. Maybe you only need to be solo and you just want to leave your job, but no one ever told you that you could. And now you heard it. You can do it. It takes some time and you shouldn't jump into it hastily, but you can do it. So again, I'm not trying to tell you what to think. But I want to help you by telling you how I think. 
And then you can use whatever you want and then get rid of the rest because it's irrelevant to you. But everything that maybe you relate to, put it into your mental Rolodex, maybe take some notes every now and then, and then put it into practice. Whatever you want to do, you can do. Like whatever dream that you have, you can create the dream. You can manifest that into a reality if you simply just believe and then get to work. Again, faith without works is dead. And you got this. Because I know if I can do it, you can do it. If my boy Cedric Still Cuts the Best can do it, you can do it. If Keith Kaufis can do it, you can do it. Brian's Lawn Maintenance, you can do it. Whoever it is that's out there that you that you see doing stuff, that there's no difference between them and you. They bleed blood like you do. You just got to get on the attack and attack your dreams with a vengeance because there's not enough time to do anything other than that. I found true happiness when I stopped working for someone else's dream and I started to work for my own. I heard Jim Rohn say that one time. That's one of the biggest things that helped me to change my mindset. And I know it's not his quote. He got it from his mentor, Mr. Earl Schof, who I've never even heard before, but he mentions him so much. And I've heard him speak so many times about this man. That I mean, I basically have adopted these same philosophies because they are so so relevant to my life. And it sounds so similar, some of the things that he says to how I already felt. And it was like he was putting a voice to whatever those feelings or emotions that I had inside. He put words and and then I could see it happen for myself. And the first thing that I ever heard from him was this. Work harder on yourself than you do on your job. If you work hard on your job, you can make a living. You work hard on yourself, you can make a fortune. And when I heard him say that, it revolutionized my life. The same way he says when he heard his mentor, Mr. Earl Shove, say it to him, it revolutionized his life. He says it when it was 20, when he was 25. For me, I was probably 30 when I heard that. And it took a little bit of time. But I worked harder on myself than I did on my job. I was listening to things that was changing my mindset. I was listening to people who were successful, who came from the mud, and now they were on the proverbial top, whatever that top may be. Work harder on yourself than you do on your job. This is personal development he's talking about, how you think, the things that you think about. Because we're all manifesting something. And whatever you think about all of the time is what you will become. So if you think about winning all of the time, your brain will just look for ways to win. It'll see the little avenues that lead to winning. But if you think it won't work for me, it will lead to all of the avenues that lead to losing. But you got to work harder on yourself than you do on your job. Because working on your job is only going to get you so far. For me, I realized it got me to being able to purchase a home, um, you know, have some food in the refrigerator. But it didn't it didn't bring me uh, financial. I would I guess you could say security. It didn't bring me that. I was still dodging a repo man working two full time jobs and my mom and my wife working a full time job. So three incomes coming in. We're still Dodging a repo, man. And not because we was out here making terrible, bad decisions. 
and buying things we couldn't afford. You know, maybe we ate out a little too much. Maybe we had some financial, uh, you know, discipline that we need, and we still do. Uh, we're not we're we're not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. I'm only forty years old, so we were we were we were learning, right? But that whole time, I was trying to work harder on myself than I was on my job because one of the things that I realized was. My job was someone else's dream. Someone else had a dream that they're going to own a business, that they're going to buy all of these different places and they're going to put people in it and, and they're going to hire staff to operate and run those those properties with those people in it. And they're going to do and And then they're the ones that get to go on the vacations. They're the ones who get the pay for their kids to go to college without student loans. They're the ones that get to have the nice uh, 16th birthday party for their children. They're the ones that get to pay uh, for everyone to go on vacation. They're also the ones that are just human. And they ain't no different than me. And if they could do it, then I could do it. And again, I say to you, if I could do it, you could do it. If they could do it, you could do it. So, Work harder on yourself than you do on your job. Change your mindset. And as your mindset changes, you'll start to see things a little bit differently because that's what's happened for me. Again, like I said, I won't tell you what to think. I just tell you what happened for me. And then you can use that to maybe fashion a different way of thinking if that helps you. If not, hey, there's a lot of great podcasts out there for you to listen to, but this one's mine. And so work harder on yourself than you do on your job was a phrase that literally revolutionized my life. I went from watching uh, Stephen A. Smith and First Take and ESPN and all, and all of these different shows. I was I was watching like the garbage shows on VH1 and the garbage shows on all the other channels that was drama, 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 drama. And guess what was happening in my life? Drama, 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 drama. Then. I heard this thing and I said, well, let me look at myself. I'm on my job. I could be doing this, 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 and this. That would be working on myself. So I could listen to some stuff. I could write some stuff down. I could watch YouTube videos and teach myself how to be better in business and lawn care. I could learn about the equipment. Like all of these things was me working on myself. I was working part-time on myself and full-time on my job. This is another phrase I heard from him. Until I could work full-time on my job, I'm sorry, full-time on my dream and part-time on my job until I'm just working full-time and overtime on my dream and there is no job anymore because I created my own job and now I'm creating a job for someone else and maybe in the future, other people. But again, work harder on yourself than you do on your job. I'm a long-witted type dude, which is going to be good for podcasts, I think, because I'm going to be in your pocket. And all you got to do is press play and then I'll talk your head off and then you can move on to the next person. Right. But this podcast is about you. It's to help you win in life. The people that I have on here will be people that I believe will help you. Any products that you hear uh, maybe in the future will be products that I personally use and that I believe can help you. I'm not doing this for anything else other than to help the people in our industry Win and life. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. 
If you see my YouTube videos, you know how we end this thing. At the end of the day, you only got one shot at this life. All right? This is the last shot. We're going to call it the last shot. You only got one shot at this life. So we got to make the best of it, man. We got to make the best of it. Don't be afraid any longer. 2024 will be here. If there's something that you need to change in your business, change it. If you need to start a business, start it. You have a few months now to get on Google, to get a website created, and start researching equipment. You can even get, you can get new customers for 2024 right now. There's nothing stopping you, especially if you're up here in the north, from not having any equipment or anything and still creating a Google page getting some positive reviews up there and getting some people lined up. Let You could have 5 to 10, 15, 20 yards even lined up for the spring right now and we're at the end of November. People are already asking me. They're already hitting me up for lawn care for 2024 and the season just ended. So you could do this. Now is the time and we don't have enough time to be wasting it. So I don't know how old you are or where you're at in your life but your dreams are just waiting on you to give them the time that you're giving to other things. And I will leave you with that. As always, I love you. I appreciate you. And I wish you nothing but success. And I'm out. Peace.